When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In response to yesterday's episode, a listener, a longtime listener, reached out to say, "Man, TK, that was that was pretty negative. Are you becoming that guy where you're starting to seek out negative things?" And I'm here to respond today that that wasn't it. Today's is. Today's actually is. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Slot corners, for me, are not really a negative subject. They're not searching something out. They're not looking for a reason to be down or to be some kind of buzzkill. I asked a lot of questions yesterday, and mostly those questions ended up as just questions because I don't have answers for the secondary. And in looking at some of the dialogue that followed uh, this discussion, whether it was uh, on our page, DK Pittsburgh Sports, or on YouTube, I saw that there wasn't a lot of agreement there either. Everyone thought they had the answer, but all the answers were different. We have no idea where they're going to put their secondary people. That was my issue. That was what my focus was. And then I concluded by expressing a fascination with how it'll play out. I do believe that for the most part, the Steelers have pieces in the secondary. Today, today, I'm going to cement the buzzkill thing, though, because I'm going to look at inside linebackers, and I don't know that the pieces are there. And that, for me, is a much bigger concern. And to bring it up, yeah, I know the draft was just last week and everybody's all stoked, and let's just talk about the draft picks into infinity and have our hopes and dreams and all that other stuff. There'll be time for that. Rookie minicamp starts Friday. I'll be there. I'll get that same sense that you're looking forward to, I'm sure. But after that draft, I went from, wow, what a neat class, to, wow, everybody's really, really fired up about this, to, well, hang on a second. Should they be that fired up? Should I be that fired up? And I I started looking around on the defensive side of the ball, and I, I'm not satisfied. But one position in particular leaps out in that regard. And that is still in the post-Ryan Chazier era inside linebacker. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. This team has right now, as you and I are talking, 
two starting caliber inside linebackers in Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, both coming from elsewhere, both of whom will have to become accustomed to the Steelers' way of doing things. And in Holcomb's case, he'll have to overcome some rust from having been limited to just seven games in Washington last season by injury. That's a big ask. Just looking at those two guys, that's a big ask. Who's your third inside linebacker? It's Mark Robinson. Now, while we can all agree that he's a blast to watch whenever he's zeroing in on a tackle, as we saw in that game in Baltimore where he was used in kind of a gimmicky role, we can also agree that we watched him the next week against Cleveland get exposed. He couldn't cover at all. He didn't really understand a lot of what was happening out there, and that's to be expected. He was active. He got a helmet for five total games. That's number three. Do you really want to get into a discussion on Tay Crowder or having to move a fourth-round pick from his college position at outside linebacker to inside linebacker, referring, of course, to McHerbig? That's not much. I've openly advocated for the return of Miles Jack. I don't know if that's feasible. I do notice that they've already given out number 51. I'd also gently advocated before the draft addressing the position while also saying out loud, I knew there wasn't much there. There wasn't much in the way of inside linebackers in that overall class, and that was borne out. So on one hand, you want to give credit to management, and I do, genuinely, for looking at all three of your inside linebackers from 2022, Jack, Robert Spillane, even the first-round pick, Devin Bush, and getting rid of everybody. Jack goes into parentheses because he had the significant groin injury. The other two, they were let go without a fight. Jerry Olsavsky, inside linebackers coach for a long time, also not brought back. There's almost nothing left of that position other than Robinson. And again, that's good. Did you know that the Steelers inside linebackers in the 2022 season combined for zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries, zero interceptions? That, my friends, is zero splash. And that's not the norm in the NFL at that position. Not having a true off-ball inside linebacker is not the norm in the NFL at that position. Now, you can force the off-ball linebacker into your lineup and you know, cross your fingers that a Joe Schobert will all of a sudden not be uh, what he was the previous year, but then Schobert comes and he was actually worse than that. But if you don't have an inside linebacker who can consistently cover, and I mean cover well, I'm talking about following a tight end if needed, you're going to get exposed unless you do something completely different. Unless you try the three safety approach where you have someone who's up closer to the line of scrimmage who can cover and support and tackle. In that case, either Holcomb or Roberts becomes someone who comes off the field. You just have one inside linebacker out there. There's tons of sub packages. And as I've noted many, many times on this program, the Steelers spend far more 
of their defensive snaps in sub packages than they do in any sort of base defense. Great, great, wonderful. Find a way to downplay this position because it did not get addressed. And I'd be very surprised if somebody would find a way for it to get addressed between now and when the ball flies. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Garrett. Who asks, in relation to yesterday's topic about the corners, why not Levi Wallace in the slot and Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. on the outside? Wallace did it a handful of times last season, and he wasn't terrible at it, and he did it in Buffalo. He was all right at it there, too. As I'm sure you can guess from my phrasing, it's still not ideal, but I think it would be better than going with Mallette on the inside. There was... This suggestion from a handful of you who heard yesterday's show that Wallace could be the guy who kicks inside. But part of the variable, maybe the biggest part of the variable, even bigger than whether or not you would trust Porter as a rookie, is what's Peterson going to be capable of at his age? Even though he has been an outside corner, even though he is robustly intelligent and experienced and from the sound of it enthusiastic about doing whatever it is that he'd need to do to make this defense good uh, it's still asking a lot i think you know you're asking him to take on a different position you're asking him after a, a full and rich nfl career and all that muscle memory that's built into what he does to all of a sudden react differently and all of a sudden move across the middle of the field and do a lot more uh, diagonal and horizontal than he's ever done before in his career. That's just that's just the kind of thing that has me, here's that word again from yesterday, uneasy for a bunch of reasons. Think about this. Think about just this. Uh, picture Peterson taking all these extra snaps and getting all this extra work in training camp in the preseason when you actually want a veteran of that age to just gently ramp up into the season. I, I don't want him burning himself out trying to learn a new position. I just added Patrick Peterson, even if he's lost a, a, a partial step or whatever it is, I would prefer to trust him doing what he's done best what's put him into Canton-level conversations than I would having him roam around and try this and try that while you have the kid over there on the outside bringing his own level of uncertainty. So to swing back to the question, yeah, if you can work out something where you say, hey, Levi, listen, we appreciated what you did on the outside last year. We respect your ability to do that. But just like with Cam Sutton before you, we're going to have to put you where we need you, my man, okay? And we need you here. Or we need you and Arthur Mollette 
to rotate uh, based on different situations, different opponents, because Mallette is really good in stopping the run, which you also should value out of your slot corner. And from there, that leaves Peterson and Porter as your two outside corners. There's a part of me that kind of likes that, because now when Peterson is taking Porter under his wing, when they're comparing notes, they're doing it from the standpoint of playing the same position, albeit on different sides of the football field. They're just comparing what it is that they're currently doing. But do you see what I mean now with the opening of this show when I say that this isn't being negative? This is a real thing. This is a real thing. That's what you're going to get here. I'm not, I, I, I don't do this so that I can wave pom-poms or whatever. You'll hear me when I'm legitimately excited. You will hear me focus on the positive the way I did after the draft. But I'm not just going to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, let's go. Here we go. Whatever. That's not my job. That's not my job as a reporter. I appreciate the question. I appreciate all of the feedback that comes in every day. And I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do this again tomorrow, everybody.